Three Musketeers, the most read book in the world after the Bible. Filmed with a cast that dazzles the screen with their brilliant performances. There are six of them and we are only three. No, four. What is your name, youngster? D'Artagnan. Athos, Porthos, Aramis and D'Artagnan. Sword! One for all, all for one. The action. You want to sleep with me? You need a good cuddle. Chase the fights away. The romance. Oh, Monsieur D'Artagnan. The excitement. <laughs> the suspense. <laughs> the Three Musketeers. A truly great film adventure. Your Majesty refers to God. I refer to Cardinal Richelieu, which is not quite the same thing. Ah, Cardinal. Up, Cardinal. Down, Queen. The spectacle. The splendor. The thrill. The genius of Alexander Dumas. The brilliance of Richard Lester. One great screen entertainment. The Three Musketeers. One mighty cast. A dazzling motion picture. Oliver Reed. Raquel Welsh. Richard Chamberlain. Michael York. Frank Finley. Christopher Lee. Geraldine Chaplin. Jean-Pierre Cassel. Simon Ward. Faye Dunaway and Charlton Heston in The Three Musketeers. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, in. Welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mark C. Kelly. And we're back after our break. Yeah, yeah. in person as well. In person, in physical form. Yes, and we don't see the age of us. Especially at the end of the day, you don't miss it too close up. No, no. But it is, uh, what day is it today? Is it Tuesday it's today? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it feels like a long day. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> the thing is, I have worked for 12 hours. I know, yeah, so I am. I am, uh, I am yeah, yeah. But hello, and yeah, as I say, we are live from Waffle Towers, um, and hopefully this will be continuing now from, from unless... Yeah, it's just like I said, just like, 
your life got in the way of us doing it live, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. But then days you've got, no, we'll have a daughter now, who wants a bit more to do with him. It's so, great, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say it's great, but actually, it's, you always think, you always think, yeah, they're going to get to that age where they're going to get to and then when it, it happens, hurts you then. And they're going, really oh man, you know. It's like, and has she done the thing yet where you've gone, do you ever go and pick her up from school? No. No, no, she walks the sky. Because my, uh, my Jamie said the worst thing that happened with his daughter. He said he went to pick her up surprisingly oh from school when he was, he was like 13 in the naughty. Oh, really? oh, that's And he said, heart, I knew like, it was bad. I knew, I understood mm. because you don't want to see with your parents. And that, nah. He said it really like his papa kicking the knackers that was. I think it is. I think that's the truth of being a, a, a dad to a daughter. Well, you, I only know that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a little thing. It's like the one thing I have noticed as well that. Uh, when it's like kiss goodnight or something like that, it's naturally I have to kiss her either her forehead or even the top of her head. Yeah, because she's. Oh, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect the lip, but you know, you kind of expect like a peck on the nah, it's nah. that, and it's like oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And she suddenly looked because she's going to be thirteen next. Oh, this week, mm, bloody yeah. hell! Um, and she's suddenly starting to look teenagery. But the good thing about that though is she's starting to take a little bit more interest in. Decent music cool. and films, which is good as well. I mean, well that's the perfect age for that, isn't it? You're yeah, early yeah. To your teens. That's where you get into everything, isn't it? Yeah, and I have said to you, said you are now at the age where I, I allow you to watch anything in my library. You know, obviously, if you're 18, you've got to ask me about it because, you know, then. Yeah. But I mean, these days, they see a lot more on bloody YouTube than anything. I mean, bloody hell. But, uh, but he, so that so it closes one chapter but opens up yeah, another one. And she watched The Three Musketeers, which, of course, is what we're here to talk about. Uh, well, I say she watched it. She was on the phone and then looked over her phone. <laughs> That's how modern people young watch yeah. things, isn't it? She was watching some of the screen, screening. Yeah, double, double screening. screening yeah. She had, but what she does as well, she has one earphone in her ear. So she's actually listening and watching whilst listening and watching something else. No, that's, that's either severely, you know, really good multitasking. That's what they do. Or she's checking nothing in whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'll end up like what we're doing for a living. So yeah, well, there but you go. That's what you can do, isn't it? We have some, we have quite, we have some news, don't we? We have some housekeeping to take. Kel, do you want to talk about the Waffle on Live Volume 2? Oh, yeah. Well, this is a bit of a... This might, no, this is not going to let people down now. Mm-hmm. We are still doing it, but I think we're going to put it back till next year. Yeah. There's many, 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 many reasons. <laughs> Why, like, I think the main reason, you know, there's going to be a lot of bills and stuff. We know mm. this is this people in Paris all over the world, actually. Everywhere. Isn't it? Everywhere. Right? We're going to get some mad bills. So we know people are going to have a lot of money to spay out. Mm. It's before Christmas. Yep. It's going to be a very expensive time. We don't want people coming having to worry. Mm. We're thinking, we're going to do it in February. Get Christmas out of the way. Mm. You would have had your bills paid then. And you'll know what's in your... Exactly. In, oh, God, you cut me wrong. It's like in your skyrocket. In your skyrocket. Uh, hey. in your pocket. So uh, that's basically what it is. We are doing it with... Hopefully no one's booked a accommodation. I don't get it right, because I don't think... I mean, we put it on Facebook that like, we're looking at November the 5th. But, of course, it dawned on us well, it is fireworks night, and a lot, a lot of people have... I hate, hate fireworks night. My, yeah. my family hates fireworks night, because we have dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people out there who do enjoy it and like going to kind of festivals or like yeah, big halls. Yeah, there's a lot of family that. people. We understand that. People. So, yeah, so we're looking at the end of February, get something out of the way, someone's look forward to because nothing ever happens, does it, in February? No, it's really. a depressing month. Like I said, people, I said, people might have a bit more money. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be serious about this, but... 
it's going well, to be, have to be cause it's like, going to be <laughs> it's going to be a financially mm. tight we know winter's going to be yeah. and it's a lot of money to come out and spend £150 mm. on a day because yeah. drinking how much it is these days the price is going up and especially if you're stopping over as exactly, well exactly so. we understand mm. we understand so hopefully not people are too let down there but no and uh, well tough that's the way tough to do tough to do tough to do stiff shit and also we, we are we have got lined up uh, a bumper episode for next uh, for next month we are going to do now whether we release them at the same time or whether we kind of like yeah. release it over we're not too sure but we're going to do The Godfather and The Godfather Part 2 yeah. because they're two amazingly good films yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to be watching the individual DVDs not the remastered put together Back oh, the, uh, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chronological. Yeah. I, I would like to see it. Oh, but I don't want to spend more money. No, 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 I'd love to see it. That'd be amazing to see it in the right mm. editing. That'd be amazing. But some work that must have been to do that. Yeah, so we're going to see it in its natural form. Uh, we're going to record it all in one. Uh, and then uh, we're going to judge it. See, yeah. see, see if we think because it, it could end up being quite a long episode so we'll probably chop it in half and say and release it in two episodes in one month or we'll do whatever we do uh, but we are we have got our Halloween episode sorted out yeah. which is uh, <laughs> which we did have to American Way American Way for London this is our we've got two great lost episodes of, of Waffle On for any people out there who are nerdy enough to care mm. about this thing that was the one We've got no... Me- now, this must be a man of our certain age. We've got no memory why we didn't do it. No. The only memory we've got is me being in by the Alamo saying, I'm sure we had to do a podcast, so we don't know why that happened. No. And we've got no memory. We think it's obviously going to be a technical issue. Or... I, 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 I don't know what don't else know. it'd be. I have no idea, because I bought it. Because I remember it. watching it. I yeah. remember watching it. Yeah, I bought it. <laughs> yeah, so-, so it's... Where is it? Oh, it is in the shelf. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I've redone all my DVDs, so it is there. Plus, as well, I read that book, um, You Got Red on You, the story, the making of the yeah. Shaun of the and Dead. Yeah, Edgar a massive fan of uh, Yeah, and it is mentioned like And I have to say, if anybody wants to read a fan, if you're into mm-hmm. which clearly you are because you listen to us, if you're really into the making of films, uh, you got read on you. The making of Shaun of the Dead is really good. So I'm going to put a link in via our Amazon associates for anyone who wants to pick it up because it's also a beautifully beautiful book. It's red lined. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. it's an absolute great. And it, I, I as you know, you're a quicker reader than what I am. I, I do take my time here. I read this book. I was an oldie in one and a half days, Which and it's fit? a big old thick book. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. So um, and it does go a little bit into Hot Fuzz and a little bit into the World's End because he talks about the Conetto trilogy. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, a lot of that he got, gets a lot of inspiration from watching George Romero and John Landis's America. Yeah, I know. He's always on Twitter about it. So we're going to do that in October. So that's all. That's all. That. So don't let us. Uh, uh, we're going to come with any others. November. No, no. We, well, one of them might be Godfather. So that and the Vic Reeves episodes are the great last episodes. They are. Well, we recorded the Vic Reeves episode. That's yeah. in the vaults. <laughs> that's, that hasn't even been edited. That's just sitting no, no. there. That was just so tired. We couldn't even remember what the amount of the stick was. Did we, did we give up halfway? We were just too tired. Weren't I didn't like, think I, no. mean, What's on the end? Oh, no, I can't remember what it was. Oh, so Cut it quick. With the basic catchphrase, you can't remember it because you're so tired. Mm. We'll leave it. I've seen Bob Mortimer's got a, a novel out. I saw that on the mm. thing. Have you read his? You said it weren't that great, was it? His oh, no, I haven't read it. I think Ray read it. Ray's read it. Because Swan Ray said he read it, and it was a bit not as bad as Rick Mayall's autobiography, <laughs> which really, which is such a especially as he's passed away now. But you kind of he could have released a really good, but then again, what do you expect from Rick? But I, I haven't read Bob's, I have got it because I got the signed edition of that, but I've got literally a pile of books 
that I've got to get through, uh, including Paddy McGuinness's book, which I'm quite looking forward That'd to. That'd be funny. He's just a funny bloke, you know. He's a funny bloke, working class bloke, and I, I like him. So, uh, oh, and I got Ian Ogilvy's book to read as well. That's a strange one. Too. And I got just the, maybe just want to read about the same thing. The Return of the Saint. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Ripping Yarns. And I do have a soft, I know you don't like him, but I do have a soft spot for, um, you know, the, the, we, what was it called now? That You know, the, the old people, we, we, oh, we robbed, we robbed back, well, we killed oh, the old way. Oh. I quite like that though, because oh. it had Burnside in it. Come on, Burnside. Oh, I like it, that's the first one, but I'll give it up then. You said the second one when they're in prison. The second one in prison, but uh, Billy Murray's in that as well. You know that, the, the, the third the, one is high, No, but there might be. Uh, you know, Hire a Geezer, yeah, Billy yeah, Murray. Yeah. And then he does do something of a broom to somebody. No, no, he's in loads, just loads of them, like, mockney gangster films. Yeah, in loads of him, yeah. you know? But I think he was... I think he was When he was younger, weren't he? I think he was a criminal, uh, wasn't he? Uh, like, all new criminals. Yeah, all new criminals. A bit like Ray Winston was like that, weren't he? He knew loads of villains, he's didn't he? Yeah, but he, he, he made, he's made a lot. He's, he's, he's shined that diamond geezer a bit too much, you know, because yeah. he weren't... Even my dad, my dad's man, because he's not hard. No, no, he's he's just, just, he just had a good, cocky look about yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't mess with him. No, 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 I'm not no. saying... Ray, right, if you listen to But But yeah, so Bob Moore's got that. But is there anything else we need to talk about whilst we're talking about it? No, let's just have a quick talk about well, uh, a bit of little general TV chat. Okay. No. Lobbing on holiday, so you... Yeah, yeah. No, this is basically some Star Trek chat. Oh, okay. Some of the Star Trek subsection of the group. (laughs) Done all strange new world. what you did. Yeah, yeah. Did the the, the, the slash subsection. (laughs) That's a bit crazy, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) it's good, though, isn't that it? That is nice. But it's peach, peach cordial, that. Yeah, it's like a barley sugar, you know, from the Wimbledon. Is it, is Why have you got a Gordon Ramsay cookbook it's, out? It's not it's a, it's a proper a laptop book. <laughs> That's as much as cooking we do. Uh, let's talk about Strange New Worlds. Okay, go for it. I've seen the. I've seen them. Thanks, thanks to uh, <clears throat> Phil Markham. Good yeah. man. Thank you very much, sir. I would say, yeah, uh, you know, I was very excited about it. I'd say there's things I love about it. Right. Things that I don't like about it. Not nothing when I wouldn't watch it. Compared to Discovery, it's a lot better. I think, one... I think, in that series, some of the episodes are not that great. Right. But then again, first season, Jets and Integration, there was loads of crap in it, weren't there? Well, there's a lot of crap in all the series. Of Je- yeah. Uh, I both th- Do you know my thing about what? I want more Captain. Mm. I've, I've got it. My big problem with it sometimes is it's more of an ensemble... I like the captain. But isn't that because people often criticise about being a bit... Oh, look, especially as... Discovery. Christmas all about... a bloke, you know, right? Yeah. So I suppose you have got to think that you can't just have it as... But uh, to me, he should be in every episode. And there's yeah, some episodes where he's sort of in the background mm. and I've got a bit of an issue with Spock in it. Oh, really? Why? I do Is not... it because you keep thinking of Leonard, though? This is what I was going to say to mm. you. Now, this is supposed to be before he goes into Star Trek, right? Because he goes on the Enterprise, you know, but he goes on the Enterprise. Well, he's on the Enterprise before yeah. Kirk. Right, this is when he meets Kirk, and that does not seem like the same Spock as Leonard Nimoy. But you have to remember, though, that in um, The Cage, where you had Pike in the original Star Trek run, you had Spock then as yes, Captain. I know, Captain, yeah. Captain, you know, robot Spock. So yeah. you've got you've got in essence you've got robot Spock where we first saw Spock. Then you've got standard T uh, TOS Spock. Then you've got Zachary Quinto. Who I think Spock. So, I think best one. 
Zachary Kinto is my favourite. Oh, the <laughs> I think he's my favourite one because mm. I think he gets it right that he's quite aloof. Now, my problem with this one is sometimes he's a bit too emotional. But isn't? But isn't? I know people are saying I'm looking at the forum and saying, "Oh, it's because he's younger." Yeah. Also, though, that is explained in one of the episodes where that strange, slightly awkward episode where uh, his girlfriend kind of wants him to that's explore a, his human that's sexual That's a weird side. episode, that is. That is very weird. It made me feel a bit uncomfortable. But, not not terribly, but I suppose he is still fighting between his human side and his Vulcan logic, isn't he? So, I suppose he's quite yeah. a randy character, uh, but... These are minor quibbles. And it's mm. still my favourite series since Voyager. Yeah, yeah. It's still yeah. my favourite series since Voyager and the others I've liked and all different things. But there's a sum of it, but I think I was reading some of the productions that had a load of problems because this was done via like a lockdown. Oh, right. So I think there's a few lockdown episodes. They're called the bottle episodes, mm. aren't they? The, but the best episode is the last one, isn't it? Oh, that last episode is everything I wanted from a Star Trek mm. episode, but it still doesn't make that much sense, is it? Because they've not saw the... What they're called now? The, um, you know, who's the main baddies in that? It's the... Uh, not the... Romulans. Romulans. Mm. They don't, they've never saw it since they with Kirk. That's when they first see the Romulans. Yeah, and he looks like Spock. But per, Pike saw him now. Surely, he'd go back, I've, I've saw them bloody things. Because time travel's believed in that world. So he could go, yeah, I've come back for that. But time travel, I saw the Romulans. Yeah, but you've got to remember that. What What are you thinking? This is not phase, think is it too or anything like that? This is standard TOS either. Oh, no. I don't know, there's some little things. It's not, it's not, hold on a minute. No, Do you see what I mean? So where did Discovery go into... Well, this well, is, I suppose you've got to just kind of... Yeah, because this is one of the things where you can get into a massive... Well, if you look what the Blue's saying, they say this is like... You sort of sometimes got a bit like Star Wars have done it now. Mm. Sometimes forget about them. Now, this is a new world. Yeah. This is going to be a new world. See, I think there's going to be a Kirk series. Now, what I was going to ask, I think what I was going to ask you, though, right? Because when I watched it, I thought the Kirk bit was great because he's the captain of Swells. And he was making a little bit of mistakes, but they, they managed to balance it out. So it kind of... You had the two different kind of captains. Thankfully, though, unlike when you saw Enterprise turn up in Discovery, all I wanted to see then was more Enterprise. I wanted to see more Pike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, though, when Kirk turned up and he did a great job, I didn't go, I don't care about Pike. No, 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 no. I wanted to see what Kirk That must have been really hard because people do, but no. But I thought they nailed that last episode so well where you thought, no, Kirk's gone now, off he goes. Do you think Kirk will come back in that second? No, I don't think he will because there's no reason for him to. Because this is the adventures of the Star Trek. Which do you think it'll go up to? It's obviously we know how long. The good thing is they know how far they're going. Yeah. Do you think it'll... So how are they going to do that? How will it, how will it have the cage? Would you think the... Yeah, I think so. Do it end with the cage? I think are we going to see the cage? No, because that's planet's no, no, winning no, no, discovery, no. isn't it? Oh, you could have the cage on it. But bear in mind, that wasn't the, like, theoretically the last episode with Pike. No, no, no. Because the last episode back. was when he got it. Because then... He come now, back there has to be a point. With a light on the thing, yeah. weren't it? Yeah. Now, I don't think it's ever... It's the trouble is right is that in TOS I might be wrong here so uh, you know but I'm going by memory. I think we've made like Rick and that it's, for this shit. Yeah, we? it's never mentioned. I don't think that that Kirk took over from Pike because he had an accident. Yeah, that's it. In that bit, in that episode, how are they going to do that? How? Yeah, because in that episode, oh, does it? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to watch it. But I'm sure in that episode, it doesn't it doesn't explain how Pike got his. It's never mentioned that, yeah, Kurt took over because Pike was injured, did he? But no, clearly no. he is injured on the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we saw it in Discovery. He's not killed. And this is a thing that people... No, he's not in. killed. He's never killed. No. The point at the end, he went back down on the planet because they could make his... Make he went his, with the woman, didn't he? He went they? with the woman, yeah. They, 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 they like, lived together. So that, 
could always come back with point, mm. couldn't he? Always. If you're going to do a brilliant thing now, yeah. you could have him pop up in another season, Pike. Yeah. Because he must be probably more... Anyway. But they go, these are my minor quibbles. But I still think it's the best thing. I think the whore is amazing, in it? Yeah. Like, we're going to see Scotty next, aren't we? I should think so, yeah. And also a little bit... Sulu. Little... Sulu, Mark. Sulu, yeah, because... Uh, uh, Chekhov comes later. He, well, he came second series. Yeah, 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 so kind of... So I, suppose, I suppose we should give a little shout-out to Nichelle Nichols, who passed something. Yeah, yeah, like. amazing. <laughs> and Bernard Cribbins. Yeah, yeah. And who, yep. who's the one who died? Oh, uh, David Warner. David Warner was, one, you know, ah. that's the best Jack the Ripper. Yeah, time also, time. also in uh, that Hammer Horror TV episode, which, which still to this day, was it House of Wax? The one with the mirror where he floats up like that. Uh, that's <gasps> creepy series, that is. It's a creepy nah, series. Still to this day, that bothers mm. me. Also, when he had his head chopped off by that pane of glass in The Omen. Yeah. Great actor, great actor. He had like stage fright for 10 years, didn't he? Did he really? Mm. He was in Doctor Who recently as well, and he was in the Sea Devils episode, and he was brilliant in yeah. it. Yeah. Really was good. So he was like, that he's played the Doctor. As in uh, the audio adventures as well. Oh, no, really? it was a really good episode. That was a good episode. It was a Matt Smith episode. So oh, right. Of course it was good. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, it Matt yeah. Smith or was it Peter Capaldi? I yeah. beg, I think it may well have been Peter Capaldi. So I thought they brought the thingy back with Jodie Finger, Whittaker. Didn't they, didn't they say that was back in that as well? Um, did they bring him back? They did bring the Sea Devils. Am I think, no, I'm not thinking about the Sea Devils. I think they're the Ice Warriors. With, uh, yeah, because you said the Sea Devils was crap. <laughs> Well, well, the pirate ship, was it? Uh, so there you go, proves how you like that, because you can't even remember it. Well, the... Anyway, there's nothing about Doctor Who chat. Get me into Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Did, did you see any of Lower Decks? I've, I watched the first season, I sort of got out of habit of it because I just don't mm. got the time. Now, there's a, apparently there's a really good nod at the end of the episode, spoiler, where um, there's a gold statue of Miles O'Brien. In it, and the reason the, the, the creator, I know he's in the first season, they probably yeah. all worship Miles O'Brien. And the reason is, is what? where did he start? Miles O'Brien, and uh, oh, he isn't TNG, didn't he? And what was his job? He was the uh, he was the engineer, weren't you? Lower Decks, oh. he was a transport operator, yeah, that's all he was. And he's worked the way that he says he worked, O'Brien worked his way up from engineer, Fire. transport officer. Then towards like higher up in the TNG crew, then became chief engineer of DS9. Yeah. He was the ultimate success story of Lower Decks. Yeah, because he's my third in my top three characters of all time. Would you like to meet Carl Meaney? I would like I'd to love, meet Carl I'd, I'd, I'd just think he's a brilliant. I love, it's a shame. There was that rumour though that he hates English, wasn't it? Supposedly. Do you think that's true though? I, I don't think being an actor, you, you would have worked over here for many years. Yeah. Probably you lived over here, and you like, I hate to but I live over there. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I like, anyway, I'll have the money. I'll have yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I think so. That's the TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, done because we'd already. I keep looking at there for your clock. Which <laughs> so sorry about that. Those who are tuning in, but Kel, what, what are we talking about? We're talking about that. <laughs> Three Musketeers. <laughs> Because that's that bit in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way <laughs> And we should point out it's the 1973 version yeah. that we're doing and not the others. I like all of the... Ver- I like the ones with Kiefer yeah. Sutherland. And they're not bad. I like them. Um, I like the one with uh, the old... When it's got a lot of money in the old mass, where it's got the older ones in it, mm. where it's like um, the Irish act. I'd be able to burn that. But to me, this is it. Yeah. These are what... I'd, if, if no one knew this story, I know purists might go, they all that. Really silly stuff in it, but for me, I yeah. think it's perfect. I think it's perfect, and uh, it's a 1973 film. We should point out. Okay, what do we do before we? Uh, well, before we talk about, before we do, we're supposed to talk about. Yeah, you play some sort of theme tune.
I think I do have uh, what music it is. No, I don't. Well, what a surprise. That's a... Uh, that's, anyway, it's, some it's good a bit music. weird beginning it because it's all like you could say this was the seventies. It's seventies psychedelia. Oh yeah, they must have had. Remember, this the probably new technology. Let's use that. <laughs> but there's no reason for it. But there's no what, reason no. for it. I, when I was watching that, I was like, "What did you?" Now we both said we've seen this book. It must be at least twenty times. Oh. He was always on bank holidays. Always on at Christmas. He's never. Yeah, no, I always think right. I was thinking about this. These are the films yeah, we're always in with, like this, The Count of Monte Cristo, yeah. and the Man in the Iron Mask. I used to work with basically uh, Richard Chamberlain. Uh, <laughs> Man, that was also Big Pat McGoon, wasn't it? As yeah, well? I, I love them. I just love them. I love a sword and sorcery. Mm. But this, what the the added thing it is, it's just the amazing jokes in it, isn't it? Did you watch the TV series with uh, Peter Capaldi as uh, Richelieu? Because that was I, that's the only one I never did. I haven't seen that because it was on BBC One. I was just always worried about production values of the BBC. But it's supposed to be absolutely brilliant because he was. That's when he found out he got Doctor Who when he was playing oh, that. That's something he I should good, give though. it. I should give it a go. But I always think of it with this. This is the problem with this because it's just like I don't know. This, it's not this, too serious, isn't it? I think that's the right way. I think because it's a very. Sh- I think it's such a simple story, really. Oh yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's based on the Three Musketeers by. Alexandre Dumas, yeah. uh, which I think was, I'm going off to something, 1883, was it, right? It's, you know, have you ever read it? I've got it upstairs, right. I am going to do it, but I have a problem mm. with a lot of old novels. Right. I, it's like, I've tried to read. I tried to read. I tried to read. I've tried to read a, a few like that. I know people can think, I've tried to read Treasure Island, i never read Treasure Island. It just sort it's a big of, old book, though. Good on. It is a big old book. On, uh, Moby Dick. Yeah. On, just watch the film. On, I watch the, I'd rather watch the them film. Them old novels, it was all about painting a picture, because that's what it was. And it's like, even Kev, who's a hardcore reader, reader, couldn't get through that. He said, no, because the first chapter is just describing a graveyard. A whole chapter. This, and it's like, get up, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, this is, of course, not actually called The Three Musketeers, is it? No, no, it's... Uh, What's it called? <laughs> it's called... Um, Come, on. Come on. Come on. No? Okay, it's called The Three Musketeers, The Queen's Diamond. The Queen's Diamond, yeah. Because The Four Musketeers was filmed at the same time as this. This is, this is done... I saw that, that's weird. With the tribe that kind of coming next. Why would they have done that? Uh, but is that right? Anyway. right? This is the reason why. Is This is a Salkind film, right? They're the ones who did the um, Superman 1 and Superman 2 films. Interesting note, of course, Richard Lester is the director of this film. He's also the director who they brought in to take over from Richard Donner to finish the Superman 2 cut. Oh. Okay, so he's their reliable kind of go-to I said director. I the Richard Donner cut. I've got it. Do you want to bottle it? Is it good? I think it's great. You've got, you've got to remember, though, that it's the scenes that are put in it are taken from rehearsal footage so there's a bit where you know he, he loses his glasses and then for some apparent reason uh, Christopher Reeve is standing there in a slightly different suit with his hair done differently but if you can get away from oh, that yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bit like when you watch Doctor Who these days and they, they insert the video clips you know it, it can be put but I do like the Donner cut you know what I mean but saying that I'm a big Superman two, I, I'm, I love Superman 1 obviously but I don't like that oh, Superman 2 is the best one isn't it? Superman 2 is the best one so when you compare the both of them and the funny thing is is that not that I normally recommend you watch Superman 2 and then Superman 2 the Richard Donnaker unless you do the next day but they're both I think both incredibly what was he was he fired or did he leave he was fi- Donner was fired because of um, uh, you know production uh, arguments about it and stuff like that so you do there is subtle differences in here 
I think it's a bit more of a rounded film, in my opinion. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't detract. I mean, let's face it, we only ever knew about the Leicester version, really. Even though it's credited as Donna, weren't paid for it. But they're the ones who they made this film and then added it on. So at that point, the actors only got paid for being in one film. Right. The only one who didn't moan about that, funny enough, was Charlton Heston. Was he? Yeah, me too, man. So, oh, well, two for the price of one. It was good fun. Uh, he loved this film. Oh, you can see. We'll, we'll go for yeah, the actors yeah, yeah. anyway. So obviously, Oliver Reed is in this now. We're not going to talk about Oliver Reed because we've already done him in the. Uh, the but he was telling me some a brilliant story about because he does look like he's really giving it some vim and vigor in this. There is. Uh, <laughs> I'll put it. I'll tell Even you. Even as a role designed for Porthos. No, yeah. he's not Porthos. He's Athos, isn't he? Yeah. Athos. He was perfect for Athos, wasn't he? Brute, drunk. Yeah. Also, fighting mainly with things, but there's a quote here which is normally in the trivia, but I'll read it out now. Then, some people were terrified of Oliver Reed due to his sheer ferocity when it came to fight scenes. He would often leap in without rehearsing. It got <laughs> to the point where they would draw lots to see who would face him. So, Christopher Lee recalled, I remember during a fight scene, he came at me with both hands on the sword like an axe, and I parred it away, parried it away, so. Yeah. And stopped totally, and I said, I think we'd better get the outline right. Then I said to Oliver, do you remember who taught you how to use a sword? And he said, you did. And I said, don't you forget it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. Christopher Lee accomplished uh, swordsman. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So he was able to do it a lot. But yeah, he was a, 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 you know, a bit of a, it was a bit of a nightmare. You've read that book of, that I lent you, didn't you? Yeah, so I said, <laughs> oh yeah, it drops a nut on. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right. But he also nearly died. Uh, during this film in the scene where he's at the windmill you see him get stabbed in the neck yeah. he actually got stabbed now I don't know if that's actually him getting stabbed in the neck so he does cut away quickly so he could well be yeah. but he nearly died on it he was rushed to hospital because it went for him I'm sure he probably pissed off uh, the summon but we can talk about all a bit the, like you know, that you know in a way it's a bit like I suppose in a way Bruce Lee was weren't he there yes. are people called Tantino racist no if you read the stories about yeah. Fingo he used to beat all the bloody so that's quite a nice little homage to people there. There's always two sides to every story. And it's like, funny enough, I mean, again, the, the book that I read on holiday, which was uh, the, the the story of handmade films, was also done by Robert Sellers. And both me and you are big fans yeah, of Robert Sellers. He's an amazing writer. Amazing author he is. I might send him a letter, actually, an old school letter. Yeah, yeah, you probably do. Kel, one of your favourite actresses, Raquel Welch, born... Uh, Joe Raquel Tejada on September the 5th, 1940. She's calling aged 81. I was just saying, she's still a bloody out. No. Yeah, you know, you talk about, you know, good looking actresses. This is about looks. I'm on about This is not about ability. Yes. No. I don't think Raquel Walsh was amazing, but my God, what a woman. Yeah. What a and woman. Are you thinking about that scene with the, the carriage, are you again? <laughs> that scene, you would never do that in a boiling There's no way. There's no way. That scene, there is a moment where she's trying to escape from... Uh, it's a brilliantly done joke. Yeah, and there's... Because obviously in this time, they, they, for you to get carried around, you have four people lifting you up in a little carriage. Yeah. Well, this carriage has got windows and she jumps on the side of it and her bosom is poking <laughs> through the window. And British comedy actor Frank Thornton, <laughs> most well known for being... Uh, uh, Are You Being yeah, Served yeah, yeah. as Mr Peacock and later in uh, Lasses and Wine... Can't help but suddenly look rather overjoyed and whoops <laughs> his hands. Then we go like, oh, oh. <laughs> just goes to sleep. It's like a, that must happen all the time. There's a brilliant scene with them things later on with them ones in the water. Now there's yeah, just yeah. Like, oh, ah, oh, oh, ah. 
It's just a bizarre scene. It's like that's why I love about this film is whenever there's a there's, in it like it, there's like it's a serious film, but whenever there's a bit of quiet, they cram a joke into yeah, it. There's a comedy in it. There's yeah. a cram and that bit's just no real hooking up. Because it starts as we say, anyway, let's go for the yeah, cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, Richard Chamberlain is in this as well. Uh, he, he plays, oh, I can't remember who he played because I haven't wrote down who they played. Uh, well, he's, uh, no, he's Aramis. He's Aramis. He's Aramis. Uh, we grew up a lot with Richard Chamberlain stuff, didn't we? Dr. Kildare was Dr. Kildare, Dr. Kildare, yeah. Uh, he was born George Richard Chamberlain on uh, March the 31st, 1934. He's currently aged, I believe he's still alive. Uh, he's 88. Of course, another one slightly a little bit like uh, Rock Hudson, who came out as... Yeah, that, uh, but apparently he, he'd had a partner for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, I think time, it was so. a bit like the <laughs> Liberace thing, innit? It's hiding in plain sight. You know what I mean? Everyone, do, you, do you honestly think, though? Do you honestly think... Loads honestly, of people thought Liberace was straight. Loads of people did, but everyone knew. <laughs> Wasn't Liberace straight, though? Who no, was the one who... No, no, oh, it's gay. Who was the other one? A bit like uh, another flamboyant one. Not Liberace. Uh, not Daniel Levu. Was it Danny LaRue? I think Danny LaRue weren't. Was I don't it? think he was gay. Duncan LaValle? <laughs> Duncan LaValle? No, he weren't gay either. No, what a strange act that is, isn't it? Actually, I don't want to get into this conversation because he may well have been. And then we're literally <laughs> yeah. just going to... Let's oh, retract right. this conversation. Yeah, we, we retract all things. But I, I, I would not have guessed. Mind you saying that my gay dar ain't the best, I'll be honest. No, no. We should, I mean, you've been playing something. No, but he's like, he was such a, I don't know, handsome actor. Charismatic, I'd say, as well. I remember him, he did like King Solomon's Mines as well, didn't he? With right. Sharon Stone, yeah. that story where, yeah. where, they were, where she was in the water. No, she was in the water. Yeah. Do you know that the, the crew hated the same but they all pissed in that? No, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah they all I pissed in it, they're all doing it. And Mr. Chamberlain. And that's why they're all giggling when she's in this bit. Yeah. And that's why she stormed off set and had, oh, had a big fallen out because they said she was horrible to everyone so they got their own back on her. Oh, good Don't fuck around with the crew. No. In a film. They'll no, get their own no. back on you. It's a bit like, uh, I saw a little video the other day of um, a, uh, a new doctor's first day in a and and you got the experienced nurse with 20 years experience saying, oh, I think we should do this. And I goes, I goes I'll tell you when I think I need your opinion. Ooh, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Don't piss off the crew. I mean, there's quite a few actors in there who like one light sitting with the crew. I um, think they're the, yeah, I think a lot of them prefer it, don't they? Yeah. Oliver Reed was like that, wasn't it? Oliver Reed was like, Richard D. Grant's like that, you know? Oh, is it? Apparently, yeah, we like sitting, we like sitting with the crew because one, they've all got the best tales because they've been everywhere, they know what to do. And it's like, you know, again, this is on that, mind you, it's in the, the uh, Bruce Robinson's book about with now and I. Dennis O'Brien, what a horrible piece of work. Yeah, I've got to lend you that when, yeah, yeah. when, you, when you finished all your books. Yeah, yeah. But, and like a lot of a lot of directors, so like I know what I'm doing. So it pieces the girl. Uh, Bruce Robinson, the first day of filming, stood up on you know the, the camera things go lift you up. He stood there and he says, "Right lads, uh, he goes, I have no idea what I'm doing. I know what I want because I know what I want to see on screen. Uh, I just want to be honest with you, and I'd really appreciate all your help. They all banded together, and that's why they created with Now how good of a good film that is. Oh. From everything from the acting, the directing, the scenes, the lighting, everything in that yeah, film yeah. was perfect because he was honest yeah, straight yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. And you watch it, and it is a perfectly, perfectly lit film. I tell you, it's supposed to be brilliant, really, the crew as well. Brad Pitt. Yes. Brad, yeah. You know, the more I hear the Brad, Brad Pitt, the more I like him. Mm. He's just a sound bloke, weren't he? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, People he knows, try he, rubbish him all he the knows time, he's not the best actor in the world. Yeah, he's a he, good looking bloke, but he has so much fun. I don't know, and he's a funny bloke, isn't mm. he? He's a really funny no, bloke. I know, I know you don't like him, but I, I think his partnership with Gorgeous George. Oh, I, I think he's brilliant. I don't mind George. I don't mind him. I just wish that Fish Tommy do 
These films are quite safe a lot of the time. I think they are now, you know. But the Oceans film I quite enjoyed, really. I know you didn't like that. No, I didn't like that. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Michael York, born Michael Hugh Johnson, 27th March 1942, he's 28, 18. Of course, he was born in Buckinghamshire. Now, I have to say, I have to say, he's ripped in the beginning of this film, isn't he? He's done some work in He's done some amazing. There's that amazing stunt where he's fighting with the sword, where he throws his sword, jumps on the clothesline, and then swings himself around. Yeah, yeah. Because I was saying to you, thinking, this ain't stuntman doing a lot of the stuff in this, is it? That's him swinging around on the fucking road. They couldn't afford it. Funny enough, they couldn't afford it, even the return of the Musketeers. Uh, and that, do, that created yeah. a, a, a. We'll come to that a bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, a lot went no, on. That no, one. a lot went on that a film. A lot went didn't on it? that one, yeah. Um, but he's. I mean, at the beginning, as we said, the opening montage film, where it's all filmed in kind of blurry, slow motion fight scenes, I was there going. That looks like Joss Ackland. I, I keep thinking of Joss Ackland. It's diplomatic community. Yeah, that's what they're yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all, all in Pet, uh, Shop, Pet Boys. Shop Boys. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. What a big fella. But the sword fighting in that is... And pretty bloody brutal when you're watching it. It's that thing where they make a joke, but they're stabbing people. They're stabbing people? It's yeah. not that bit where the, the thing pops out, he's thinking it. Ha-ha! Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Because then they go, ooh! There's, there's lots of this with people making noises, isn't there? Yeah, there you go, you're right. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank Finley pops up in this film, of course, as well. Uh, he plays two parts in this film. Did you know? Apart, yeah, he plays uh, Porthos. He plays Porthos. He also plays the jeweller who has to remake the two. That's things. true. Do you know? I was thinking that. Thinking, is that him? Oh, that was probably another budget thing. Uh, I think so. I think he wanted a lot to do. Uh, he was born in Link- Lancashire. He sadly passed away uh, in 2016. Mind you, he was age 89, so good runnings there. Uh, Christopher Lee. We don't need to talk open back Christopher Lee, but he's a legend. We all love him. Uh, born 27th of March 1922 uh, in London, and he died in 2015, age 93. If you want a villain, wear like a like a, an eye patch. There's yeah. your man in it. Well, interesting thing, because in the book he doesn't wear an eye patch. This yeah. is the only one as I've had, and every single one since then has an eye patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Geraldine Chaplin, uh, born uh, Geraldine Lentering, of course, is um, Charlie Chaplin's. Daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was born in Santa Monica. We also have Simon Ward, who plays. Uh, yeah, he's just another music. handsome man from our youth, you know. Well, Very I also man. Do you remember him playing uh, Young Winston? And he I was love that him, film. Got older, a great man. Oh, I love that film. Uh, he was born 18th of October 1941. He sadly died only age 70 uh, in 2012. And he also played uh, James Heriot. I believe. In the film. The very first film. John Alderson played it in the second film. Oh, right. And uh, so I think, I'm sure, no, Simon Ward's, Simon Ward's um, Siegfried was Anthony Hopkins. Ah, oh, right. Who did I say was um, the second, uh, the second James Harriet was... John Alderton. John Alderton. His uh, Siegfried was one of your favourite Dr. Watson's, Colin Blakely. Oh. You can! Look at him, he's amazing. He's amazing. Uh, Faye Dunaway, wowzers, man. She's brilliant at this. Hello. Have I got a. Can I, is this a, an 18 plus? Uh, warning. Warning. First first woman ever had a hard on a Okay, was not expecting no, that no. bombshell. That's all them yeah. Oh, that's great. You didn't. You don't have no. that one now, have you? I'm talking now, no, I'm too I'm too <laughs> I've got my blue pill. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> no, that I first remember. 
I'd, my first sexual thing I remember watching her mm. and then was thinking it, was it in Bonnie and Clyde Bay? yeah I, so. I remember thinking I had a stirring thinking <laughs> oh I like this woman but not like my mum not like my mum like your mum okay and I didn't fair, know I, what it was I the same things about your mum yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, no that's actually the first woman I ever fancied oh, was fan- okay. I didn't want to you know I didn't no, know no, you didn't but know. I just had that thinking oh I really like her wow okay there you go I don't know who my mum is yeah I've just got that could well have been Helen Slater. Oh. Supergirl. A bit late for me, really. Yeah. Or uh, Glynis Barber. Oh, Glynis Barber. You mean in Dempsey, Dempsey and Apex? That's um, so, she's still bloody hot. You know what? Even now, she looks absolutely oh. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's go over it. Yeah, so she was born um, in January the 14th, 1941. So she's 81. Um, and also Charlton Chuck Heston. Yay, uh, one of my favourite actors. Born John Charles Carter on October the 4th, 1923. Passed away in 2008, aged 84. Should be said... He absolutely loved this film. He was he was tr- uh, supposed to play one of the other main leads, but he'd just done several films in which he was the male hero character and really wanted to play something. Uh, in fact, he wanted to come back for the return of the Musketeers, but, of course, he dies in the other one. So he even managed to persuade them to put a painting of him on the wall so oh, he yeah. would be in it. You can see he's loving it. He's not in it a lot, is no. he? But he's, I don't know, he's really good the way he's just always in the background. Yes, kind of sneaking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bit like Wormtail in Lord of the Rings, you know what I mean? Or The Hobbit, one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Oni mentions, of course, to Spike Milligan. Spike Milligan. Um, he's amazing, is How did they get Spike Milligan in this film? I don't know, but he's in it a lot. <laughs> it's just something where he's tapping the gun. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to... No, he's doing that for flashes. All right, then. yeah. Well, what makes me laugh like that is that he's loading. First of all, the gun's empty. Then he, then he, then he puts a little ball shot in. He puts the thing and he's poking it down. And then he turns it up, saying it all falls out. And he goes, "Oh dear!" And then Christopher yeah. just walks around, takes the gun off, and he goes, "Come with me." Yeah, it's like that bit. Oh, yeah, he goes, "No, that's my wife up there." She sometimes waves to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when he says about having sex with him, he starts shaking. And he goes, Once a week, she comes over. It's just a bizarre film for Spike Milligan to be. <laughs> but also, how how naughty is that at that point where he clearly he, he wants oh, no. that? That scene is rather naughty. I think you should come and have a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you should lie in bed with me. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the wonderful uh, Roy Kinnear, uh, he plays uh, D'Artagnan's uh, servant. Who it's funny because when you watch Rory Kinnear, uh, most well known, I think to you him, can say it in car. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, he plays uh, Tanner in <clears throat> the Daniel Craig uh, James Bond films. And it's, it's, I mean, we grew up with Roy Kinnear for a start. We, we've already Brilliant talked to him about it when we did uh, Willy Wonka. Brilliant comedian. Oh, and he's, as you said, he's, he's fat. His pratfalls are amazing. Oh, and some of the really funny stuff. It's not, it is in some of the really bizarre scenes, like the bit with the tree. That's just a yeah. really hard scene, isn't it? <laughs> you get to get a tree. <laughs> Uh, this was released uh, in France on December the first. Sorry, December the first, nineteen seventy-three, and then in the UK, March seventy-four, and in the US again the same month, a bit later on. It's only one hundred and five minutes, uh, which is a, a perfect. Do you know what? That's what I was going to say to you. What I love about it, there's no messing around with this film. No, it's got that bit. Then straight away he's into the story. Yeah. Yeah. That, that straight away they're into the story. Causes them fights. With the funny thing is, is that I. I mean. I just said the budget on it. The budget was four point five million and made ten point one million in, in uh, retails. Now, yeah, as you say, he goes straight into it. But for some reason, in my head, so he goes like he has his sword, the the legendary family sword. The crap, this crap. Like, like, like this was good about this film. It like pricks like all like like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anything big and grand. Mm. 
It's like his sword, bro, crap. His family's special move don't work. Don't work. He says, I'm glad that my dad is there. But he, he goes off. Now, for some reason, I thought, because basically, he goes all the way to France, to Paris, doesn't he? So he can become a musketeer. That, I think there's a bit of movement in his film, but it doesn't make any sense. Oh, no, I mean, it really cruise. He's got the letter. I don't think he's fully explained the fact that he's been invited to be a musketeer, or he wants to be a musketeer, no. but his family was a musketeer. Yeah, that don't make any sense, that though. No. He says, you can't be one. You've got to do all these stuff. But that's something he's forgotten about. Is that, yeah, that and you that. never know who the musketeers are working for. There's a big thing with this film because I think that's more in the four in the four musketeers, isn't it? Yeah, because, because you've got the, you've got like the Cardinal Richelieu and his people. Well, that meant to be the. Well, this is the thing, isn't right? It? You've got the king as well, who's trying to get the things. But who are they working for then? Well, aren't, isn't the, the musketeers meant to be working for the king and queen? The king and queen, right. yeah. Then you have Cardinal's Guard, which are meant to be the Lord Peace, the Peace Guard. The yeah. They're the ones that stop you from being naughty, but. When, when D'Artagnan comes along and ends up bug, messing everything up, so he ends up organising a fight with all three musketeers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then they, they, they don't have the fight, do they? They get ready to have the fight. There's a lot of swishing, buckling on, and some bending and some stretching. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have that bit where the guards come and go, ah, oh, hold on a minute, you're attempting to fight after 4 pm. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. it, uh, we're going to have to take you in. And it goes, well, the suit goes, no, there's four. Yeah, yeah. And then they have that wicked fight, which again, Oliver Reed doesn't seem to use his sword at all, he no, uses right. a coat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so the real Michael York's a sword. Yeah, Margaret, yeah. You can see he's really done it, can't you? Yeah, he's got Because you have a sword of switch, especially Frank Finley. Oh, we don't do anything. Is he just eating? <laughs> eating or trying to look grand? Yeah, because in the got the thing that's like small in the second one, like Aramis is the lover, isn't he? Yeah, he's the poet. But he's sort of you're right. Well, he's also really, the priest, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, it's not sketched out a lot of these. I think no. a lot of this you remember the second film more. I think so. But the trouble is, is that the, the DVD that I bought there, which is in front of us. I honestly now wish I'd bought the one that had three and four on. I, I, I'm going to really have a look again. I don't think I'm going to get it on. Yeah, because I really want to watch it. But it does now. You want to watch? You could have sat and watched the next yeah. film, couldn't you? And basically, it's a very simple film, which is probably the reason why I'd like to read the novel now, because it kind of it's all based on just a love story. Because obviously, Michael York falls in love with Spike Milligan's wife. She's the lady in waiting for the queen, yeah. who's in love with, with Buckingham. The, uh, the Buckingham. Now, what do you think about King? Uh, the the French the French king. Yeah, he's very good. The Sun King, I think he's really good, isn't he? Yeah. But he's a right idiot, you know. What do you think of his accent? What is that? What is that accent going on? Well, it's not his voice. How come? Would you like to know whose voice it is? Who? Go on. Do you want to have a guess? English actor, uh, well known for playing nice guys. Is it? It's not Denny Mo. No, it's not. Oh gosh. No. Oh gosh. No, yeah. Very almost similar vein. He played a person in the seventies. Richard Briers. He was Richard Briers. Briers on the moment. Yeah, rhubarb and custard himself. How come? Cool. Um, I, I obviously. I think yeah. a lot of stuff was going on then, weren't it? Also, I. I well, what, the famous one that is Jack the Chivago, isn't it? Yeah. It's not. It's uh, I think he had Frank Hanks, hasn't it? Jack, Jack Hawkins. So he's one of our actors. Was voiced by. Uh, I do believe it was Charles Gray. Yeah. Now it also there's somebody else who uh, is dubbed in this film and it's done by Char- uh, oh, Michael Horden yeah George Wilson was dubbed by uh, Michael Horden but I don't know who that character is to be fair but when you go back and listen to it you can tell it's Richard Byers yeah but you can see there's a big uh, like post track put on this can't you mm. all the noises and little jokes and all yeah. put on afterwards you because, can tell because the sound's a bit out isn't it well everything about it is a little bit out because the outdoor scenes are beautiful outdoor scenes and in fact that setting is seen in all other two films and yeah. including the Man in the Iron Mask so it's obviously a well known place yeah, yeah, but even interior stuff is 
you know, it looks like it's location shot. But all it is basically is, is the fact that she loses the two diamonds to be done by my lady, wonderfully played by Faye, don't yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and they've got to, they've basically got to get back. No, he don't take him long to get from Paris uh, to no, Ireland. No, it? I think you can't think too much about the travelling. No. Like he had to go across all of England. Yeah, across the loses the three musketeers on the way. You all made it. No, they're like crapping that bit. They are because it's the thing with this. They're not that great, are they? No. Do you think it's because they've spent a lot of their time eating? Having their plate well, of fortune. Scene in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. They're getting drunk. I love that because I said to Ilo, I said to my daughter, I said, watch this scene because they've got no money because bloody Frank Finley's character decides to bet it on yeah, yeah, yeah. that pole thing, which he's going to lose. So they've got no money for drink, they've got no money for food. So then they start to have an argument and they give some winks to like Michael York. And they do that crazy fight scene where the chicken gets thrown yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and old Oliver Reed's hiding under his end. they got chickens, they got beef, they got, as you said, the drink with the, the uh, what are they called? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, uh, blowers, the yeah, blowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't pop a name now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bellows. Yeah. Bellows. The bellows. Yeah. But that's where you get that noise. Being, like, yeah. <laughs> what? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing? And you also see the owner goes, I know what you're doing! Here's <laughs> he, some uh, some money for you. I love that though, and I was laughing away, and I was just sat there going, "Why do you find this funny?" Oh, I'm thinking, it. but this is classic platforming. Yeah, it's classic yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like you know disguising stuff. But at the moment, that's again, it's a bit like as well when they have the fight and they're being chased again, which of course as well, that's what annoys me. The one thing I didn't want to me a little bit is you've got the Queen, you've got Buckingham, you've got um, Macabarch, right. And then you've got the other lady, right, help me out. She clearly goes off to tell on them. But you're telling me no one noticed that she snuck. Even at one point, the woman goes, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. Who's going on? And they don't say anything. Yeah. That's a bit crap. But they managed to get the diamonds, but then they've got to get the diamonds back to the Queen. So you get a bit more of it. And that's the bit where you got my favourite, where Michael York jumps into the window like that, and you've got four of the guards there, like, <laughs> and he goes, ha ha. And he, and he goes, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull the carpet under legs. He pulls the carpet, but he just tears yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, he just, he just <laughs> tore that carpet. And then he cuts the wire. It's the British and stuff like that. Like, like you said, man, he's the ex-man. The ex-man, yeah. Man, just that me, it's made me laugh all my life. <laughs> and I just come in, look at him, dodging all the fucking... It's just a silly fucking scene. It's not even for it. No. It's not even for the... That's the end of the film. If you've not saw this film, you need to just watch... Sometimes watch it once, then yeah. watch it again and look past the story. There's <laughs> yeah. things happening behind for no reason. No. It's like that bit with the two midgets. Nah, that's yeah. not her. She ain't got big enough feet. It's like everything in Bibi Wells where they're walking out and that thing smacks them in the face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the end. That's what I like about this. Every time they build them up, something knocks, knocks them, down. them down. They are not the heroes. You no, 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 no. It's quite satire in that, isn't it? I oh, think I really do. Not nowadays, it'd be called postmodern, wouldn't it? I told you this, yes. it'd be called most. It's not then, it was just funny. No. But now it'd be postmodern. Well, I, I think or meta, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, considering it was made in 73, you could easily turn around and say Monty Python's The Three Muslims. Yeah, you're on about that. If it yeah. was made in 1980, I would have said uh, Zucker Brothers present. Uh, you know the three musketeers because it's got the the humour of 
police, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. police squad. It's got the humour of like, it's, it's all good natured. Yeah. It's not rude. There's nothing horrible in it There's at all. nothing rude in this film. No. It probably could have been because they're, they're sort of pulled away from all that. So it's just funny. Well, like, there's a simple thing as well where Spike Milligan gets arrested and taken to um, the Bastille, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he's there. And he's like, oh, I'm just a big, big, big little man. And he's getting, because what they're going to do to me? He goes, oh, look around you up Oh, no, no, no. And then you got Richard who walks in and he goes, my child, forgive me, you have been wrongly arrested. Uh, please do forgive me because the Cardinal apologising to me <laughs> he's like Dobby from Harry Potter and he goes I'm sure you'll be of help to us in the future oh, yeah, yeah, like that. anything goes on oh yes okay and you see him walk around and goes I can't believe it no this I can't. sits on the stone don't I yeah <laughs> well is that a stone or is it a potato because <laughs> I, I think it's a baby <laughs> potato taking his paddle no no it's, it's just a cheap joke <laughs> but the way that they, as he walks off the cardinal looks at this what I thought was a potato or something and then looks at the two guards and they just sort of go oh no <laughs> it's like it's just weird it's like they put it there no that's good but then when he then when he, he decides to tell on his wife he goes I'm going to tell him and this is the I don't get he walks off right to go and get it. and they come back and now hiding in the wardrobe right <laughs> and he goes they were here well you're on and he goes of course they were you idiot they've got off then but then his hand's sticking out and I know and he goes looking at you going hmm <laughs> I don't quite know where they are <laughs> and then he falls down yeah. and he goes oh I know yeah what's that noise <laughs> Because makes that blind bit, blind bit. Because it's a, you know, because he didn't do loads of stuff. Mike Milligan did he? No. So to, I don't know how they ever got him. I don't know how they got him in this film. Isn't it more because he's in like Pipe and he just pops up once and. Well, the, the reason why he should have been in uh, Life of Brian a lot longer, but <laughs> because Terry, uh, Terry Jones liked to do a few angles and takes like that, a bit like Edgar Wright aspect. Spike Milligan just got bored and went, "Now I'm walking off." And that's why you just see him get bored and just walks off. <laughs> hey, he went off. He got into a taxi and went away, so they couldn't have done it. But also, I mean, I'm a big Goons fan. You know, I love Milligan, and I do, I do like his books and love his poetry. Um, But he's another one of those actors. Funny enough, a bit like Malcolm Adele, where he suddenly just got very old. Yeah, you got to remember this is only 1973. He couldn't be that old. He couldn't be that old. Late 40s or something. Maybe something like. Well, he was in the war. Oh no, you see why he would have been 20s in the. Yeah, so 20 in. I've just read his war. I've just read that. Oh, have you? Really good. I've never read it before. Someone bought it for me, and I read it. I just sat and read it. Really, really good. Was that my part in his downfall? Yeah, yeah. You don't come across as an easy person, do you? Around, does it? Oh no. Well, you have to. He's mentally ill. I mean, Peter Sellers had him sectioned. I mean, for no apparent reason. I'm going to have you sectioned, did? And he got locked up. But no, I mean, yeah, he was very much a, a, a complicated man. And also, as he got a little bit older, he started to look more on the fact that he was Indian and not, not British. And, and he, he took that to heart then because he had the Irish connection. So I think there was a little bit of... I think he didn't know his own identity. He used to moan about Peter Sellers not knowing his own identity and the fact that Sellers couldn't be himself. But he was just didn't like, know himself. Yeah. I think Milligan was exactly the same. They very much. I mean, he was. I think Milligan was the genius out of the goons because he wrote it all. Yeah, yeah. And Perhaps like Sellers, the actor, weren't Sellers, the actor, brilliant but actor. like any comedy genius, and I think Sellers does come under that line. There's a lot of pain behind it, unlike Malcolm McIntyre. So there we go. Really. I thought you should knock him really. Nah, he, nah, nah. He's nah. had a, quite a lot of flack apparently, which I've read in the thing, which is a bit weird. Funny enough, I only found out the other day who Michael McIntyre's wife was. No, it's gone. It will come back to me anyway. But it's so, so there's such a short film. There's loads in it that I think about, and I keep thinking, like like I said earlier on, the bit where he has the fight against the Thimbus Clears. I thought it was longer and was more in the middle of the film. Yeah, it's right at the beginning of the film. Yeah. I think it's because you just watch bits and bobs coming up. It's always on, weren't mm, it? Yeah. 
you watch the last because it's one of the films once you start watching it you want to watch it it's been like the thing with I mean, Oliver Reed's in the well and they pull him out that's a really funny bit that is because the thing with D'Artagnan he just causes havoc whenever he goes whenever he goes yeah and he just nicks, he nicks the horse so he falls back in and all you hear is he splashed down by and goes one for all all for all <laughs> It's so subtle. And I think there's a lot of overdubbing in this film. There's a lot of kind of like overdubbing in it. But again, I mean, we lot like we, like we do now in Wafflon, we don't go into great depth about the films because we hope our enthusiasm for it yeah. makes you want to go and watch it. I, like I said, if I hope, no, it's, you know, there's people out there who haven't saw this, maybe people in the States and whatever, because it's a very... It's a it's a very British film. It's, it's a very British, very French British film. sensibilities about mm. the way it's nothing serious. No, and you know don't watch it if you want a really good story of the four musket three musketeers. But if you just want an hour and forty minutes fun, I said <laughs> I watched it when I was so new. I was laughing all the way through, and I've laughed millions of times. Yeah, it? and that's to me when it's great, like Monty Python in it. Like Monty Python. But every time you watch it, it makes you laugh, yeah. even when you know you like. You know, what's there's, there's always something else that comes up. I think uh, uh, Young Frankenstein's a little bit like that as well. When you got, I mean, I haven't seen Young Frankenstein in a very, very long no, time because we watched it too. Much, but now I've got the inkling that I want to go back and go back and watch it. Would you like a, a wee bit of trivia? Go on. I have to edit some of these, but still, there we go. Now, as I was mentioned to earlier on, as a result of the producers Alexander Ilya and Michael Salkind splitting this movie into two parts, the Screen Actors Guild contracts now often feature what is called a Salkind clause which requires producers to state upfront how many movies are being shot and that the actors and actresses involved must be paid for each. The latter clause applies even or even especially when producers make that decision during or after production. Ah, oh, right. So otherwise I didn't get it. Uh, the I bet there would be a, you'd never get away with these days. No. You wouldn't be able to fit all Well, I mean, I, I think you had to do It's like we, we think about the Lord of the Rings films. You know, it, it took up three years of four years of their lives, you know. The cast stayed at a plush hotel in Madrid. As a practical joke, Oliver Reed removed the goldfish from the ornamental pond in the dining room late at night, keeping them in his bath, and replaced them with fish-shaped carrots. The next morning at breakfast, he dove in, <laughs> he dove into the pool and began da- devouring the fake fish. The manager called the police, and Reed was hauled off the premises, bellowing, "You can't touch me! I'm one of the musketeers." Because <laughs> I read about about this time, he's probably in his like really heavy drinking time, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he's definitely. You can tell as well. You he, can. He, he he's look start looking bloated, isn't he? Bloated, yeah. Uh, Oliver Reed and Marco Welch fell out on set when he expurned her at a party, preferring instead to dance with her hairdresser. I can't believe I wonder that. what the hairdresser looked like. Yeah, my God, if it looked like hell, that would be hell. Uh, Michael York, the Artanian, had his leg cut in one jaw and almost lost an eye in another. Yeah, you t- just like, it's, it don't matter, because these are big swords are flinging oh, yeah. away, oh, right? There's my phone going off in uh, his tidy thing. Uh, Oliver Reed, Athos took a sword to the hand as well as that injury that we, we mentioned earlier on. Is that what's really loud, that, isn't it? Frank Finley, Porthoth, was struck in the face by a two by four and burned in separate fight scenes. Bloody hell. So Christopher Lee, who played Rothford, fared better than most of the cast, getting off with just a sprained knee and a pulled shoulder. No actors now would go through that for a film. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, director Richard Lester liked to film rehearsals, uh, so he'd have different camera angles, which is right, really. You do get some crazy kind of angles in this film. Oh, right. uh, now, we thought, I thought it was hot when I was over in uh, Greece the other week. Apparently, look at this, the spring and summer weather in Spain was gruelling because of the heat. 
On one day of shooting at the Amadras, which is the scene where D'Artagnan is introduced into the Musketeers, yeah, yeah, yeah. the temperature reached 122 degrees what? Fahrenheit, which is 50 degrees Celsius. Report, <laughs> reported 7,000 bottles of water were said to be consumed by the large cast and crew. What? 50 degrees? Jeez. Right, let's uh, just skip on a little bit. What else have we got here in the... Uh, Although I said that to you, you know, that uh, the eye patch thing, that was all good. Uh, what was the what was the name of the title for the four musketeers? Do you remember what that was called? Uh, no, I don't. It's Milady's Revenge. Ah. Uh, this was Francis de Wolfe's final film uh, ah. before his death. Um, oh, nineteen eighty four. Oh, so he obviously didn't do an awful lot. Uh, a lot of stuff like that. More than fifty locations and one hundred sets were spread across Spain. Uh, director Richard Lester wanted Malcolm McDowell to play D'Artagnan. Yeah, you can see, yeah, yeah, you can sort of see that. Uh, Alan Bates turned down the role of Athos. All right. Uh, probably because of the fact that he'd uh, done Women in Love with uh, with Oliver Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't want that going on there. Um, I think we should talk about uh, briefly um, about the other two films. Oh, Timothy Dalton and John Finch turned down the opportunity to play Aramis. All oh, right. Uh, Charlton Heston befriended Oliver Reed during his film. Yeah, you know, you would have thought they'd be so chalk and cheese, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, you would have. Um, now, obviously, the, the third film, which came out a lot later on, a good ten years after... Was it ten years? I, after? I think I saw the third one, you know. The Return of the Musketeers. It's not a bad film, to be fair, but, as we know, Roy Kinnear sadly died yeah. during that because he came... I've read about it. Now, there was a lot of trouble on that film anyway, weren't there? Yeah, again, there was not a lot of stuntmen available to do it, so they had to do their own stunts in it. And they were they, getting older then, weren't they? They were getting well. older, and there was a miscommunication between the crew and the director... Um, the crew washed down the, the road so that you'd see better on thing. Roy Kinnear's horse went round, slipped, and he came off and broke his pelvis. So unlike a lot of things, he didn't die on screen. Right, he didn't die there. He died in hospital from a massive heart attack because of the cause of uh, the pelvis. Oh, right. So obviously the, the, they were sued, and I think that went on for quite a bit. Richard Lester was that traumatised by this. He never made a film again. He'd done some commercials, some odd TV stuff, but he refused to make a film again. He was so upset. Bloody hell. Uh, I do believe Richard Chamberlain also walked off the film because of it as well. So it is mired in a lot of a lot of. Uh, of I said it would have been knocking on by then as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's a shame I didn't think about doing that maybe in the late seventies. Yeah. There is a bit like that. Unfortunate that actress who um, who died, not didn't die. So she um, she had that uh, serious accent during Resident Evil. She um, she virtually lost. Well, she lost her arm. Uh, so really smashed up her back and uh, got no compensation for them. What? This is one of the Resident Evil films, so they make a lot of money uh, again because they were they didn't insure the stuntman or stunt woman yeah. is in this case. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, there's there's no excuse for not looking after your cast and crew at all no, in this no, modern no. day and age. It really isn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we saw it recently with um, the cinematographer being shot during uh, Alec Baldwin's film, which I don't know if anything's come across that since I've been. Well, I think they proved he shot he shot the gun, didn't he? Well, he did shot shoot the gun, didn't he? Yeah, but he said he didn't at first. But the problem was with that is the fact is that. They should never. Kevin Smith was on about this. He said he's been on loads of sets. He did all that C, CW stuff. In, yes. Yeah. Said they never have a hot gun on them. They never have a hot no, gun. Well, on they, never. they called it just hold gun, didn't they? Yeah. So what were the film? Well, why, why was, was there a hot was, gun anyway? Because I said the crew were fucking around with it the night before when they were drunk, shooting fucking guns off. Hmm. Texas, wasn't it? Oh really? Lacks gun laws. This is this is the truth. 
So someone's lost their life. I'm not saying because it was an accident, but mm. he would have saw some, shooting someone that bloody close. Well, he shot in the camera, didn't he? He went through the camera. I think he went through the camera, and that's why they died. Was the director killed as well? Or just the... the just the one. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the the cinematographer, were not it? Oh, God. So but that must have been hard. I don't whatever you say, it was stupid fucking around with you. Well, also, the props department should really know better. Well, they said they're the ones that have been mainly investigating, because why was there a gun on finger? We should... You don't even need guns these days. They can put them in. No. You can just hold a piece of wood and they can CGI it. Or just have light gun. That, well, not even ones. Like, Brandon Lee died for a, sh- a blank gun. A blank gun. Yeah. A bit of a, but look, we, we've got... I mean, I've got that one that's from The Walking Dead gun, isn't it? That doesn't fire anything. You, do, you go... But you can't put anything in it. Seems stupid, doesn't it? I mean, no, there's no... This now, I mean, hell, bloody hell. Look at bad taste. Yeah. Their guns, his guns, were made out of tubing, pieces of wood, <laughs> and he just burnt the negative to make it look like it was firing. Yeah. So if you could do that in '97, we know about Peter Jackson's bad taste, which he is doing a remaster of, apparently. He's he's not touching it up. He's not doing. He's not messing with the effects. He's just cleaning the the because uh, he said that he wanted to spend time doing it. I, I watched a, a documentary about him doing the Get Back thing, which I don't know if you've seen. Yet. No, no, no. It's it's a wonderful bit of, yeah, it no. is a wonderful bit of magic just to see the colours of it. Yeah. But uh, he was saying that he's got the original negatives now. And, uh, that's oh, that'd saying. be good to make he, it. He ran through some of the negatives through the computer that did Get Back before he started doing Get Back. And he was just sitting there going, man, that looks really good. But he said he couldn't get into it because he, he wouldn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I think that once that comes out, that'd be amazing. Hopefully they'll have that good good taste or bad taste documentary on there, which you can only see on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Which is a really worth watching. I don't watch it at the time, yeah. But anyway, that's our Three Musketeers serious waffle chat. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be back next month with uh, The Godfather. Oh, so yeah. if anyone wants to uh, comment on that, please do. You know we're on Facebook and everything. Oh, and today's Scuttercast. Who watched it for the first time? You never yeah. tell us. You're seeing oh, him, aren't you? I'm you're, seeing him at the end of the month. You have to get some. That's see. if he turns up. I know Darren said he went to see if he's going to turn up. If he does, get him to do a little. Uh, like a no, I'll get, I won't get him to do it there and then because otherwise it'll be. Or get him to send us one. Yeah, we'll get him to send him one, yeah. So, anyway, all that information of how to get in touch with us will, of course, be after we say goodbye from our good friend Jen. Anything else you want to say before we go? We've, uh, done a big chat I think we've there. exhausted our. Mm. I think I haven't. I haven't lost my voice. Or he could. No, no, no. That's you want to go to bed? I really do want to go to bed. I've got to be up at twenty past four, <laughs> which is wonderful. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next month. Bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. One for all and one for one. Musket hounds are always ready. One for all.